0: all right podcast week two we are back um so surprise my co-host this time i had to stick with another pensick for obvious reasons pensicks are awesome so my other brother sam sam pensick is here say (laughs) hello
1: nepotism at its finest we know how this league is run
0: billy made a good point just diving right into it in the group, me. And, you know, it's not like me to typically compliment Billy. You know, he's become my rival in this league, uh, paper tiger, as Andrew called him. But uh, he made a good point that a lot of people honestly don't know each other real well. Um, maybe that's why I can trade so well because I actually know everyone. <laughs> so uh, tell us about yourself, you know, who you don't know in the league. I'm actually curious about if there's anyone you want to meet because I'll make that shit happen um and then billy's requests what do you, what's your job your favorite food your 40 time and your favorite porn site throw those in there as, as well as you know any other interesting things you want to let the league know
1: oh uh, yeah um before we get started cracky yingling traditional lager um and, and that's beer number one for you this is beer number four um
0: All right. Um, So wait, hold on. Let me say then so far, that's the new podcast record. Andrew and I were sober. So Sam's four beers in. I want to see who's the, uh, drunkest co-host I can have all year. Money's obviously on Billy there, but, uh, but I want to see who can do it.
1: Yeah. young traditional light lager, um, 120 calories, but same flavor. Um, sponsor of Shadasty Cod. Shadasty. Shady, nasty. Anyway, um, so the only people I know are the Vatic people. I'm a Vaticer myself. Uh, don't know David, Kevin, or, or Griffy Tyler. I believe I met some, not too much. The All three of, of those people, generous. David,
0: Griffy, and Tyler, were former Vatic interns. So
1: yeah, uh, one was probably hired to replace me. Whatever. You're doing better than I was. Um, Forty time. I think I'm a solid six seven to seven six. Somewhere around there. Uh, I think I'm probably middle of the pack in the league. We've got a lot of fat guys. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? Best porn site? Your job, your favorite food,
0: your favorite porn
1: site. I am program director at Vonage Business Communications, North America. Um, porn site, wildcard, in the best porn site. Not Exviz, not Pornhub. Google. Hit the Google obviously in incognito and then vids and uh thank me later
0: <laughs> and i hear everyone just pausing the podcast right now so. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right all right. Um, well tyler never did this because well he was being a little bitch so who do you think's the fastest 40 time in the league fastest slowest obviously tyler's probably the slowest that's why he didn't want to rank everyone so he put number James
1: one. and Andrew, I know you guys play soccer and exercise. I know Keenan exercises a lot. Um, I'm gonna say one of you three. Andrew's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, James. You probably <laughs> clock in at a five seven. Keenan's gonna clock in at a five four. I'm gonna go with Tim Tebow, Keenan Burnett.
0: Oh, all right. Shout out to Keenan. Uh, okay, before we get into the recap of last week's, because that was the next thing we were going to talk about, um, we started this podcast in the middle of the season. Andrew gave me his big surprises, you know, from the first six weeks. Now we're seven weeks down. Do you have any any big surprises you want to talk about? Before um, week. Uh, big
1: surprises. Let's see. Um, ben, we knew was going to be shit. But I assumed that he would still have the all-in mentality. Ben went straight toilet bowl. He just sold off everybody for third-round picks. Actually, Ben's in the worst scenario I've ever seen. Not only does he suck and have no players, but he has no picks. Um, So that was kind of a surprise that Ben gave up. Um, Andrew sold a lot of valuable pieces. And I think Sammy's hammies is maybe a surprise. Yeah, David, maybe the surprise at four and three. Record doesn't necessarily indicate how good his team is, but I'll take that as a surprise.
0: Now, you said Ben. Actually, Ben texted me even this morning. Uh, he said, Listen to the podcast again, and there's some blasphemy in there. And I said, What? And uh, he said, Andrew said, I started blowing up my team after two losses. I had four losses and a 3% chance to make the playoffs when I started selling. So he's fired up about that. So I need Ben as a co-host on soon so he can defend himself, maybe against one of you guys talking about all that. Um, He he has to set the record straight. You know what? Here's the thing with Ben. Ben went all
1: in and I appreciate that. You got enough pieces. You sell off. I'm doing it now. I'm going to be in the dumpster in two years. Billy's two injuries away from being in the dumpster. The guy's thinnest paper. Um, paper tiger. But <laughs> paper tiger. Um, Ben's problem is that he went way over reaction, and the people that he bought had no future. What is it, Matt Stafford?
0: He bought... He bought Stafford in his going all in. He bought Stafford from me. He gave me Kyler. I gave him Stafford in a first. And then he flipped that first and his other first into Najee. So Stafford last year was like a top five quarterback. Stafford outscored Kyler last year. So it it didn't look like a bad trade by the end of the year.
1: Good trade, but he mortgaged his future. So if he had got one, fine. He gets one. He turns into Billy. He acts like the 72 Dolphins for two years. And then he sucks dick for the the next decade. (laughs) Unfortunately, he didn't get one. So I appreciate that he went all in, but he mortgaged his whole future and now he's in the cellar. Now he's uh
0: Kenny. <laughs> no one is Kenny. Teddy's not even Kenny.
1: Teddy's not even
0: Bowie is not even Kenny at this point. So, um, Bowie. Well, I mean, while we're talking trades, you want to dive into that or do you want to recap?
1: No, 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 Let's uh let's start with a recap of last week's games. Get everyone their shout out. Um One thing I'll say before we go into the recap is with the new strategy people have of full rebuild or, or they're good. There's not a lot of in between, you know, you've got four or five bad teams and the rest are okay. So week to week, you're really going to have one or two good games. Most of the games you got an assured win with that. When we do have good teams go against each other, it's huge. But looking at last week, um, We'll start at the bottom, Billy versus Kenny, the best and the worst massacre. Don't even need to recap that. Billy's going to win with backups. Keenan versus Andrew. So why the records are close, three and four, four and three. Andrew finally adds production out of Kittle. We will talk about that trade later. Hopkins, Barkley, he put up a respectable 115, um, but Keenan still want him. Then we've Although, got... let let me
0: jump into about Andrew real quick because literally, as you said that, he sent me a text and uh, and said, "Be sure to mention on the podcast how dangerous my team will be with Tony and Casey." So there's a topic we're going to have to. Uh, is Tony the future for Andrew? Well, is that going to turn his team around? Would he have won if this trade was made last week?
1: Uh, breaking news, yeah, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. Who knows? The problem with that is they spread the ball around a lot. You know, you don't know. It looks like Juju's. Kind of becoming the guy Kelsey will be there, but we'll see. Could be a good fit. Um, I wish Andrew had kept a few more pieces, but he's still got a core. As long as he doesn't go full Ben, you know, you keep Lamar Jackson. Should have kept Mark Andrews, whatever. But you, you got Kittle, you keep Saquon. Who knows? Two, three years, Andrew could turn it
0: around. People tend to see the, the aging players and have to – you know, they throw their hands up. It's like someone's getting old. I got to get rid of them if I can't compete now, which I get. But aging is, you know, M- Mark Andrews, is 27, going to be 28 by the end of the season. He's got five good years left in him. You know, he's not old. Um, you know, Kittle's the same age you got back. But like uh, Hopkins, you know, Hopkins is 30. That's that's pretty old for a receiver. So I get Andrew shopping him. But you got to think
1: about what your rebuild is. Are you trying to do it in two years or four years? No running back, very few running backs are gonna give you more than say five years. Mm-hmm. Right. But a 28 year old receiver, 29 year old receiver still has value for four or five, even more years. So I think people see somebody that's 30. If you're gonna rebuild in three years, a 30 year old receiver or tight end could still be valuable.
0: Well, you want Keenan Allen back? He's he's thirty. <laughs>
1: Nope. Think he's trading. still young. <laughs> yeah, <listen laughs> All right. Uh, back
0: to your recap. Didn't mean to jump in there. Um, Griffey versus
1: Ben. Again, another top to bottom. 125, not a huge score, but Ben scored 70.
0: I um, love how it's I'm not a huge to... score when you scored 125.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a huge score either. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about my favorite game this week. And I could give you a play-by-play, but we've got Trent Richardson, a.k.a. Nice. the most honorable man in the league, Teddy Zulu. And Josh and that, Rosen. That's
0: Dynasty coming Hitler. from you. That's coming from you with this heated rivalry, the history between the two of y'all. And you're still calling him the most honorable man.
1: There's no heat. If I'm going to lose to anybody, I'm losing to Teddy. He's a good man, an honest man, honestly.
0: So, so you're saying uh, I, I did good by losing to Teddy though.
1: You done good. It's the first all good right. thing you've done, Dynasty Hitler. Um, so five and two. James, you have two losses on the year. You have beat all the good teams. To- Who did you lose to? Just remind me.
0: I'd rather not plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's just say Teddy, Kenny
0: and Kenny and Teddy are combined two and 12. And those two wins instead of Oh, and 14. <laughs> and I would say it's part of your master
1: plan to throw games for draft picks, but you've got Ben's draft pick. So anybody in the league do not trade for any of Ben's starters. All you're doing is giving James a top pick boycott. Remember that please.
0: Which you know who just um, did was Billy. Billy's the strongest boycotter there is. And he just traded for Stafford.
1: Billy's not a thinking man. We all know that. That's fair. Um, <laughs> James, your team had a down week. You still got studs. It's not like you had too many buys. You just had a down week. And Teddy probably had his best score to date. Pretty much Kenneth Walker put up 28.7. And Justin Fields with almost 24 points. Now, if we go to game of the week, We'll talk about playoff implications. We'll talk about me, Samuel versus David. We were both coming in at four and three, or I think I was three and three and four and two. Um, Projected to win. Going in, I believe it was a four point, or no, a seven point cushion I had Monday night. Pats D versus Bears. The gods shined down on me, and Pats D got run over for 30 some points. And I took the dub. Um, That's basically how Teddy got his win. But that's one of the good games we had. Other than that, I mean, we didn't have too many other good games. What? We had Tyler and Kevin played, still kind of a massacre. There's uh there's just becoming a, a first class and a second class citizen in the league. And it, it makes for some boring matchups week to week.
0: I think that's been the case, but it also, like you said, it makes some exciting ones when not just when the top teams play each other, but also when the bottom teams play each other, you know, Kenny versus Teddy, like that, that's one that is uh, not this week. We got Teddy versus Tyler, which that'll be close, but next week we got Kenny versus Teddy. That's going to be a fun one. That's probably game of the week next week. So my next co-host will get to talk all about that. <laughs> um, you're the type
1: of guy that stays up for the Temple versus Rice game, aren't you?
0: You're goddamn right. Or I was before I had a child.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I'm
0: not even staying up for you know for the big teams, but uh, you know, but yeah, I, I do want to say I appreciate that. That's all the shitting on I got from uh, from losing to Teddy and losing to Kenny. I thought you were just gonna hammer into me, and this that's all the podcast was gonna be.
1: I mean, you should be undefeated. If we're being honest.
0: I had I had yeah. two down weeks. Then again, if you look at the scoring this year, both Billy and Tyler—they're scoring more than me. I mean, Billy's pulling away with it on the, all the metrics, basically. Um, so, I've got to give them a shout out. Give credit where credit is due. But, uh, but you're right. I should be undefeated. Um, yeah.
1: Well, well. So let's talk about it. This there is you go. All right. Something that I was I was thinking about is how we have. I think there's. Three distinct classes of team, maybe four. We've got the Blue Bloods, Billy, James, Tyler, right? Like those are locks for the playoffs. Their their teams are the best. Billy's is running away with points. I think he's got a hundred more points than Tyler, if not more. Then you've got your second class citizens, me, Keenan, Griffey. I I think you got to put maybe... I think David and Kevin are in this purgatory range. I think they're confused of whether you start selling and acquiring assets and give up on this year, or you think maybe I get lucky sneaking the playoffs and make a run. Um, And then you get the dumpster, Ben, Andrew, Teddy,
0: Ken. 100% agree. But I will say uh, David and Kevin, while they're not quite in that second tier, both those teams have some young talent. I mean, look at Kevin's draft. We talked about it last week, but talking about it again, Damian Pierce is like one of the be- top fantasy running backs to own in dynasty. He's been crushing it and he's, you know, a rookie. Um, and he's got James Williams. Chris Olave is probably a top 15 dynasty receiver already. Like, and then he's got two picks in this, uh, two first round picks in this next draft now, two in the following draft.
1: And the next. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you do it. You, you draft well, you can't miss, but you don't trade away pieces for old people like Ben. You know, <laughs> you, you you build slowly. So maybe not the year, but but don't give up, Kevin. Um,
0: I mean, that's how Griffey I, did it. Griffey is is almost to those top three teams. Griffey's team is strong. He could use another running back, uh, but his team's really strong. And he did it the right way when he took over that team. It was the basement team. It was the Teddy Zulu, the Kenny Sewell of the league. Uh, but he made a trade with Andrew. You, get, you know, traded away Tom Brady who was his asset at the time. Um, and in that, got Stephon Diggs. His first draft, he got Hawkinson and DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, T Law. Yeah, uh, Ron Keane. Um, but then. No.
1: Uh,
0: T Law and, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, he took Joe Burrow.
1: Oh, excuse he me. He didn't
0: take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, uh, you're but right. then he took Jamar Chase. Like, he's drafted well. He, he only made one or two trades in there, but they worked out for him. And so he built his team the right way. Tyler, you could say built his team also the right way, just a different way, just kind of, you know, gaming the system. He, he tried for one week. He or tried for three weeks. He beat me in week one last year. Um, so I'm just losing to the basement teams every year. And he lost two in a row and McCaffrey got hurt and just said, fuck it. And uh, tank, 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 sold Stafford for two firsts. And then, I mean, he had a good team with all that draft capital. So, I mean, that's the right way, but that's the way that we hate and try to, you know, that's what I deal with is trying to
1: prevent. You want to think about this, the Blue Bloods, you, Billy Tyler, Billy Tyler, both intentionally tanked and made us redo rules. And you just continue to butt rape people. So all the people that are good have got to the top in the wrong ways. This is like Nazi <laughs> Germany in this league.
0: It's terrible. Nice, nice guys finished last. Look at Teddy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Ben, call me later. Let's make some trades. <laughs> um, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm going to make a bold prediction.
0: And oh, you're doing it now? You're not saving it for the end?
1: No, no, no. I'll give you my bold prediction now. It just fits in here. The champion of the league is not going to be one of the blue bloods. I think it's another team that's going to come out on top this year.
0: Do you have one in mind? Yep. You think it's going to be Tim Griffey? Tebow
1: 40 champion Keenan Burnett.
0: Oh, bet. I'm
1: I'm looking through, through rosters points wise. Keenan's closer to you than he is to Griffey. Who's behind him. Keenan's got a strong team. It's in all honesty. The three spots are locked up in the playoffs
0: it's a couple people competing for the fourth not necessarily really- I play Billy twice in the next five weeks you know like shit could happen you keep turning your camera off but no, uh but I- yeah I mean especially Tyler Boyd now's number 13 receiver he came out and Keenan's thing is he doesn't have the depth it looks like I mean Juju is another good receiver on his bench. Uh, but outside that, like, I feel like one or two big injuries and would completely derail Keenan. But I mean, know, guys like Daniel Jones are stepping up, Tyler Boyd, the guys who weren't doing anything for him before. Um, but I agree. His team is great. And if he – I know he's already down his first this year, but if he turned some draft capital, this is the type of guy who could make a trade, an all-in trade, that first for, you know, another stud. Um and you're right. King could absolutely win it this year. There's a, you know, depth. I, I try to take
1: into consideration. You've got the most depth, but if we're, I mean, we look at Billy's depth. He doesn't have any, he's got Darius Slayton on his bench.
0: But he Billy, the rest of his team is so stacked. One or two injuries isn't going to mess. And up. He's I mean, done. Look at, look at the points he put up this past week with Josh Allen on by and, Jefferson on by and Dalvin Cook hurt. Those were three major players, and he put up and he was like, maybe the high scoring team, I'd have to go back and look. Um, so Billy can handle a couple injuries last year. Um, looking back, I had like five of my starters hurt, so I relied on depth. So I don't know how I beat him in the finals. Um, like I said, I beat the shit out of him by less than one point. Um, but, uh, but depth is important, but only if, if your roster is that strong, it's only important if you have a ton of injuries. One or two I is think not.
1: Billy may have won a championship with one quarterback.
0: I we'd have to go back and look. What year think was that before won Wentz, a championship?
1: I you, think before Wentz, Billy won a championship starting one quarterback, and that's the thing. You have you have enough studs. Billy. I'll tell him this. He does not miss on draft picks. Ramondes, uh Stevenson, Dalvin Cook, Jalen Waddell, Jet Jefferson, Nick Chubb, who he flipped into Adams, Miko Hardeman's turned out to be good. You know, he doesn't – Austin Eckler, it says draft. I'm guessing he got him through the draft. Billy doesn't I miss really doubt
0: anyone drafted Eckler. I don't think no, that was the probably case.
1: not. It doesn't. It, it'll so, say
0: draft if you click on that because they're keepers. You know our draft, but and he yeah, did have two it. quarterbacks. The year He won it. He had Josh Allen and Carson Carson Wentz um, in 2020, and Ben Roethlisberger. uh, uh I our, we, Wait, he's won it more than once. Let me look. Back. Yeah,
1: he's won it a few times. I
0: think it I was think he's before won it twice. Then. Yeah, let me look. He won it. That was in 2020. Three quarterbacks. Now that's a trade going back. He traded Ben Roethlisberger for a first and a second. And that first turned into DeAndre Swift. And I think Ben got someone good with that second. When Roethlisberger, Billy got him when he was nothing. So at the time we were like a starting quarterback for only a first and a second. That's ridiculous. But that trade was one that Ben absolutely won that year. It's, uh, but It's see. funny
1: how the, the league has a mob mentality. We used to undervalue picks terribly. You stacked up a bunch of them then the team started valuing picks and overvaluing quarterbacks and now people are overvaluing picks undervaluing players over 26 it's it's everybody gets in this mindset and i blame i blame the newest one on tyler he uh he went in the offseason made a flurry of deals with picks and then everyone felt like they had to start trading and now now here we are
0: Hey, copy what works. I mean, it's working for Tyler. Yep. And, and actually yep. I did look up the year Billy won the championship right here. This was 2017. This is the year I probably, like I said, had my best season ever. I was 11 and one in a 12 game season, high scoring team one seed. And then Teddy comes in seven and five and beats me in the first round of the playoffs because fucking Teddy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Billy in his championship where he beat Teddy. In that matchup, his starting quarterbacks were Nick Foles and Drew Stanton. He had zero quarterbacks in his championship. He had Carson Wentz that season, only had one, but Carson Wentz was on the IR for the championship game. So And so was Dalvin Cook. He started Nick Foles, Drew Stanton. His running backs were Todd Gurley, who was the best player on the planet that year, and Kerwin Williams. His starting receivers were Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Robert Woods, um, which I remember that trade flipped Robert Woods for Nick Chubb, another star trade for Billy, but uh, Delaney Walker, Devin Funches. So his roster was not that great that year, looking at it top to bottom, but you can win with two quarterbacks. If you got the right P. If you have the Todd Gurley's of the world, you, which Billy does have you, Eckler this year has uh, you know um, who's his top receiver Adams and Jefferson. Jefferson. He's top, yeah. A couple of waddles
1: top 10. You got to think Billy has a bit of a horseshoe up his ass, though. I, I'll just say I've had some great teams, and I'll get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I don't know how often the highest scoring team wins. You might have that, but it's, it's really, you get hot at the end of the year, and that's why I'm, I'm going out on a limb with Keenan, because I think you get to the end of the year, it, all you got to do is make the playoffs, and then who knows what can happen.
0: I got the Google sheet right here. So let's just go back by every year. There's not that many and see how the highest scoring teams fared. Um, Last year. Oh, I thought Billy was, I was actually the highest scoring team on the, in the regular season. This is just regular season and I won it two years ago. The highest scoring team was Billy and he won it three years ago. The highest scoring team was you and you got third Andrew won it. Four years ago in 2018, the highest scoring team was you, and you got third, and I won it. 2017, this is before decimal scoring. Highest was me, I got third, and Billy won it. Um, 2016, highest scoring was me, and I won it. 15, highest scoring was Andrew, and he didn't even make the playoffs. And I think that might have even been the year he won the lottery and got Saquon after that. It's no wonder hmm. he won it two years later. Um, but Kenny won. And then in 2014, the highest-scoring team was me, and I won it. So so it's about 50-50 if the high scoring team wins. And only Three one guys. time the high scoring team didn't make the playoffs.
1: That's uh, – okay. But, but you had shows. a two-year
0: back-to-back. You had two of the highest-scoring seasons ever, and you got third both times.
1: And if you, you look historically, I'm generally in the top two with you for most of the time until recently when, when Billy started coming up. It's uh whatever. It's luck. You have one bad round. In, in those times when you were highest score finished third or I was finished third, we probably were highest score in the next week if we had made it to the finals, but you had a down week in in the first round. Who knows?
0: so about scoring i asked andrew this last week and i've asked a couple people just in conversation but i want to ask you i want to ask everyone because we're going to vote on this what do you think of ideal lineup points i love it
1: i think we discussed that i i don't like the lottery and i don't like being able to take with record i think points whether it's total team points or ideal lineup we argued it 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 incentivize trades which we've seen this year since we implemented it it definitely incentivizes trades and it it doesn't let you take it it makes people set their damn lineup
0: i like it too Uh, um i've gotten mostly negative feedback and so other people i i you know depend how the vote goes it it might be a one-year thing obviously we're not going to change it but if we do change it you know out to the league, come up with better suggestions. Cause we, we have to have something in place. So people don't pull a Tyler, pull a, a billion in year one when he tanked for Todd Gurley. Um, or
1: Andrew wins the lottery and gets Saquon. What's, yeah, what's well, the counter argument?
0: And we capped that to where you'd only fall or jump three spots or something like that. I don't remember, but I, I don't know. Um, Teddy threw out when we were talking the other day, he said uh, that, you know, he hates it. And he was like, We no lottery, just record, but you have a small committee that if you uh that votes on if someone is tanking, he's like, We know, you know, because but I, I don't know, I don't really like that because tanking is kind of a gray area, and you could be an art of tanking of who do I start here and really tank without being blatant about it and, and whatnot. So I, I think we need at least some sort of lottery or something. Sure. I like the ideal lineup points. And, and it's something you can track week over week. Um, and going into the last week or something, if you're down ideal lineup points, you want that draft spot, you got to weigh the option. Do I cut someone, you know, on my bench who's going to get points or trade them away? Because there's no trade deadline except playoffs. Um, or, or what? So uh, there it, is a strategy behind the ideal line of points and it's very transparent too.
1: If we're talking tanking without tanking, I mean, I'm doing pretty good at that. I've missed a lot of points. Tyler's missed a lot of points. It's a, uh, you know, you got to make those, those judgment calls. I, I think that the only other option is total points bench plus starters, right? Because record is too easy to tank. And I don't like taking because it takes away the competitive factor.
0: I think ideal lineup is superior to total points, total points. You can put on your bench players of different valued positions um, instead of quarterbacks or whatever. And so like it, the ideal lineup lets you keep your roster to actually try and build it without punishing you as much as total points would, you know, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I like it because it, it incentivizes a team to trade a 40-year-old quarterback like Tom Brady. He's not going to help you in the future. All he's going to do is hurt draft stock. To a team, he'll give you a first-round pick so that he has a good quarterback for one year. Right? I, that's what I want to see. And if we keep that up, then there's going to be turnover in the league. Right? Eventually, all those players retire and the teams that gave up draft capital to get uh... them are going to suck. And then Teddy and Kenny and Andrew will rule the world.
0: With me, of course, since I've never. Ben's always going to be in the
1: dumpster. <laughs> yeah. And James somehow oh, keeps getting trades. Speaking I'm of that, not, let's review I'm, these
0: trades. I'm not allowed to be in the basement because you guys have open arms and would welcome any other team in the basement. I say you guys, not really you. I mean, the teddies of the world, but, uh, but that, those arms would not be open to me if I don't make the playoffs or if I have a bad year, even a bad week. The group, me, you guys are gonna be brutal. Let me know it. I'm the evil empire here, and I know my, I know what that what I am. So, well,
1: it's not gonna happen because you manipulate scoring.
0: i <laughs> have seen it for the years. The conspiracies are are true. I hear, uh, I can hear Tyler cheering while listening to this podcast. How I just fuck him in the draft every year.
1: Me and uh, Tyler eat DMT and talk about how James is manipulating the lizard people.
0: <laughs> I, I used to when we did the lottery. I used to have Kenny – Uh, because he worked at vatic he would come over to my office and we'd do it and he'd be the witness you were my witness this year um i i I think we need i need to do it like for everyone this year i tried to do it for everyone i said and you were the only person who joined to watch Um, when i did the uh the, the randomization of who every team plays twice I had Teddy at least come in because no one's going to deny Teddy's honorability. So no, um, good man, honest
1: man. Honestly. Yeah. So
0: Teddy, uh, at least that one didn't have any complaints. You know, even you watching my, me do the lottery or Kenny, everyone's up in arms that it's rigged, but you know, I, I just need Teddy to do all this stuff for me. I
1: wouldn't trust Andrew for Obviously, being honest. I don't think Andrew. I'd he, trust he embezzled the,
0: the dues the first year in our other league. He's just, stole yeah. the, the people
1: need to no. know we okay. all paid league dues in our other league redraft and uh, champion never got paid out the first year and Andrew showed up in some Jordans like three days later. It was such trash. Back anyway. Um,
0: well, I do one last thing. I want to say ideal lineup points, then you can go through the trades and give me your thoughts. And that is shout out to David because for the first time ever, someone actually set their ideal lineup. I didn't, I wasn't sure what happen all year, um, but he did. Uh, Billy was super close. If Billy had put in Jarek McKinnon instead of Craig Reynolds, then he would have had his ideal lineup this week but he missed out on what was it three points or something like that 1.3 points uh
1: Jeez, but david I- actually
0: did it didn't matter if he had made any substitutions there's no way david would have been able to beat you because he his max was 125 points or whatever it was that's good to know
1: it, ideal lineup is kind of a slap in the face when you see it in writing that like damn i definitely could have won this but I thought it would have happened more, just teams with thin benches, you know, where you know who you're going to start <laughs> or bye weeks or, but um, what are we at record time? We're at 3.45.
0: I don't know when we started, but honestly, I, I mean, all right, guys, in the group me, respond back to us and let me know how long you think this should be. And if no one responds or anything, then I'll just assume people don't listen to this long this uh and we'll try and keep it as short as possible but i know at least billy's out there listening and he's going to send me a text and say keep it going he doesn't care that it's an hour so shout out to nuge um but anyone else if you guys are listening then uh let me know if if these are too long i don't you know you can break it up in two sessions that's how i listen to my podcast i do like like, i like this this is good content so like 45 uh, minutes that's half of one poop (laughs) <laughs> i just i, I like
1: listening tell your friends
0: <laughs> uh, yeah we need sponsors or something this is the mid mid part break and brought to you yeah. by audible
1: giggling <laughs> Yink, light lager 120 calories same great taste. I see how I finished that one, by the way how do you know james what does this look like oh yeah I bring a <laughs> secondary um, um so trades so let's hop trades. into
0: it i sent you the the list um of all the trades for everyone out there i told you i tried to go back and track all the trades i could and i went back and got most of them through the last three seasons or whatever i could put that on the group me if, if other people would be interested in seeing that do you think that's something i should put out there
1: i think you just add it to the dynasty league sheet why not
0: i mean, I, I didn't mean group me that's what i meant I, that's why these podcasts so, can't go too long because i'll Forget what I'm talking. Yeah, about.
1: let's let's cut this off at uh. We'll start with the uh, October Kenny Billy Heineke for a 2023. I think if we go before that, then riot start. Before that was Mark Andrews and a second for Kittle and Judy.
0: I and mean, Andrew and I talked it. about those two, both the Andrews and the. Yeah. Car for a 2023
1: first. I like that. Um, all right, so we'll start at the bottom. Ben trades Debo in a 2024 third, which not much value for Dobbs or Dubs. Don't know how you say it. Don't care for 2024 first and a 2024 second. That is Kenny's, which basically equates to a 2024
0: first. So uh, I don't know. Kenny will be better next year. I believe I don't think moving to super flex when he'll have one quarterback instead of two. Um, and Kenny has some pieces and some guys are hurt, you know, so I think I don't think Kenny's going to be a number one pick like next in 2024, like he is in
1: 2023. Yeah, I
0: agree. But um, it, it, you're right. It'll, it'll still be a higher second round pick. Though.
1: Cause in all honesty, if you look at it, the picks, mo- I'm sure you have draft history. Actually, I see it here. The number people were valuing quarterbacks too much. I think you're taking a could be good quarterback when you have Jamar chase on the board or someone that, you know, is going to be great
0: (laughs) shots fired. I took Zach Wilson over Jamar chase. When, when he was two spots lower on my rankings, I just talked myself out of it when I was on the clock.
1: So that being said, like Billy got Jefferson or like a lot of the best players were number six through 12 picks or even second round picks like Chubb. And so You know, people put a lot of emphasis on those first picks, but they end up just taking quarterbacks and half of them bomb. So, you know, a first round, a high second round, whatever, potato, potato, either way. I think that's a fair trade. I think you get one of the the high upside rookie receivers based on production this year and two firsts or early first, late first for Debo. I, I think that's pretty fair.
0: Uh, and now you're in the trade. So obviously you got a little bias here, but my objective opinion is the exact same, that it is fair. I think it's a honestly a win-win. I think both teams benefited from it. I mean, Debo is still young, still in his prime, 25, 26, something like that. Um, and he's a stud. He's a top 10 receiver, a top 10 dynasty receiver. And that's what you needed. You're going all in, especially after you traded your first for car. Like, so you needed an extra piece because Billy and I are kind of in an arms race here making our trades. Um, so if you wanted that last playoff spot, you kind of had to make a deal like this. Now Ben, at the same time, I mean, he's now committed to the selling. You know, Debo Samuel. I think Ben, at this point of his rebuild, you said it, it all depends on your window. I don't think he's in a two-year rebuild anymore. I think he's in a multi-year rebuild. Four years. So so Debo, yeah. If it is four years, Debo's value four years from now. Well, 29 is older for a receiver. It's not, you know, ancient, but a receiver who gets 10 carries a game as a running back, 29 will be older, or however old he's going to be in four years. I think he might be 26, maybe 30. 26
1: now. Yeah. yeah so,
0: I, so I think it with that window, sell them now is, I mean, most guys, their value goes down every year they get older, even if it's ever so slightly. Um dubs Eight. is looked very promising. I, I was a fan of him a lot coming out of uh Nevada or Nevada. Sorry, Billy. Um <laughs> and uh so I was a fan of him a lot. I like his upside there. Um and then a first and a high second. I think that's what you had to pay for Debo, and I think that's what Ben needed was the draft capital, especially. Um, well, they're both next year, but I think with his time frame, this year versus next year is not a big difference for him one way versus the other.
1: If if Ben has his pick, which I think all his picks have been traded to probably you, it's ideal because Dobbs is going to be a lot better in, say, two, three years. So right now, it's not helping ideal points, but in two, three years it is. So that's where guys like Jamison Williams you know, come into play where they're not going to necessarily, they're going to help your drafts draft placement now but then in the future they'll help you but doesn't really apply to ben um do you,
0: know, uh, you good with that one you want to move on to the next one
1: yeah this is the one i want to talk about Well,
0: then let me start first since i've got the bias here and i'll, right. I'll announce to everyone what it is cooper cup i get cooper cup and a 2024 second from kevin and he gets Cortland sutton zach wilson in a 2024 first um, to give everyone a little background and insight, you know, into the negotiation here actually was pretty smooth, pretty quick. I texted Kevin before, early on in the season, maybe two weeks in or something and asked him cause he had sold Kelsey might've even been the off season asked him, are you rebuilding? Cause cup was a target for me. You know, if he's rebuilding cups, a 30 year old receiver, you know, and now he's a possession, you know, he's not, for his athleticism and whatnot. so no. like he's going to be good for a couple more years but still he's older receiver if you're rebuilding that's a guy to potentially sell you're selling high his value will go down every year he shot me down back then so this time just checking in hadn't talked to him in a while i sent a text said um you know are you um uh, rebuilding or are you still want to hold cup if so my you know i my offer just for a conversation would be Cortland Sutton, Zach Wilson and Miles Sanders. Um, he responded back right away, which I always appreciate when someone responds right away. just tell me no, I won't bother you you know like um, Sorry, and said he was interested in it um, but wanted to think. I checked back in uh, you know later in the day and he said he wanted some draft capital and um, and I said instead of which player and he said instead of Zach Wilson or Miles Sanders, I said, all right, how about instead of Miles Sanders, I'll give you a first, you give me a second back. Instantly said, done. That was it. It was very straightforward, very smooth negotiation. Um, and I think on paper, it definitely helps me in the short term. And everyone's pissed about that because Cooper Cup is an elite wide receiver one. I mean, he's arguably wide receiver one in the entire NFL. If you're talking on a one year, you know, things. Matt Stafford will throw to him 20 times a game. Um but that being said, Cortland Sutton is three years younger than him and a top twenty receiver. You know you can't deny that Cortland Sutton's not a talented receiver. Kevin had a gaping hole at receiver, at uh, quarterback. Zach Wilson, while hasn't been that great so far, was still the number two pick last year and is still has promise, has upside. Um, I mean, you can't deny that either. And then the way Kevin's drafted, a first round pick, even a late round first round pick, he's been drafted very well lately. So I I think this team, if Kevin's window is two years from now, um, which I mean his his window could even start as early as next year because of some of the guys, you know how well he's drafted lately. But his window is going to be open for a couple years because his team is getting really young, and with two first this year, two first next year. Now I think that kind of on the trajectory of his team, three years from now, you know two year two three years from now, Kevin's team could be really competitive and I think this trade could help him in that regard. Does that, yeah. do you agree with that? What, with what my assessment?
1: I'll tell you this. Everybody loves to riot. If James is trading, you're going to have a riot. Even if you're getting butt fucked. you said it was smooth. I think lube. I ran it through like four different dynasty trade calculators and it always came back. Even I think what people are overlooking is the Zach Wilson piece. Yes. He sucks, but they invested a second overall pick in him. So they're less likely to move on, and they're winning. When you're winning, you're not moving on from a quarterback. So even a quarterback that's number 20 ranked is getting you, what, 17, 18 points a game, which Cup's probably getting you 20, but Cup doesn't have long into him. I would have liked it better maybe if he took Sanders instead of Sutton. I don't love Sutton. He's the only guy that can catch balls from Russell Wilson. The one thing that set me off, and I think the league off was that second-round pick, if Kevin is trying to rebuild, don't give up draft capital. I think if it had in trade calculator says even what I would like to see was cup for Wilson, Sutton, and then you gave up a pick as well. I gave a in a first. I think him throwing in the second round pick, it people feel like James is always sneaking a pick in. But the the trade's not as bad as people think. I understand it from both sides. Quarterbacks are so valuable. Cup's great this year. You're probably gonna win again. Now that you have cup, you're definitely the favorite. Um, but Shots he's got an aging Billy. quarterback. He's he's not gonna have a court like Stafford's not great anymore. Stafford will be gone soon. Who knows what's gonna happen there? McVay could retire. He wants to go be in Hollywood. Who knows? So I like the trade. I don't like that it's helping you. I would have liked it better if Andrew made it, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Um I was I you know, came prepared to fight here. What are, What are you doing? I mean, do I need to like call Billy or Tyler or someone get them on the uh, line I'm, to just come I'm like all what? Five years in, trade? so I'm
1: being honest. I'm being <laughs> honest now. It, I mean, I ran it through every dynasty trade calculator I could find online. It kept coming back as even. Now it's, I, it's Zach Wilson has more value than people think.
0: Yeah, and I think the um, the pick. I think it might have even been you and the group me who said, "Oh, he moves up three spots or something like that." Kevin, even without Cup, Kevin's team is still in that third tier you said, but he's closer to that second tier and that first tier. And it's a 2024 pick. So if he has another good draft next year with his two firsts, he could potentially even be a playoff team in 2024. I mean, look at look at his roster. Two is doing well. Dak is now he's been hurt, but but Dak, you know what Dak's ceiling is. But what are you going to do with your quarterbacks? do what
1: what you got what are you gonna do with three quarterbacks nobody values what we heard from group me nobody values zach wilson so he's gotta flip one of the other ones two is probably gonna die soon so i guess that's (laughs) security he's got keenan ben sam griffey james he's gonna lose out this year he's not gonna have a great pick he'll beat ben but he'll probably lose one two three four other games so i you know that pick's going to be a decent pick. It's
0: a 2024. Uh, These weren't 2023 oh, picks. So right, I'm saying enough. in yeah, in 2024 cuz he already has two firsts in 2023. That's why I threw that out. So it spaces out. So 3 and 1, he has 2 and 2. Um in 2024, Kevin could be competing for a playoff spot. Look at his roster. Do you I genuinely think he could be competing for a playoff spot? And uh and and, and if that's the case, are- then then the trade is you know, it, that makes it pretty close to fair if it's a late second. But I put a,
1: a quarterback like Dak, Tua, Zach Wilson with Superflex now, you don't necessarily have to have three. It could be just as valuable as a first round pick. And he pulls the Tyler, he's got it, he's got the framework. He flips Dak for Eckler or something. And now all of a sudden, he's one of the top three teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Kevin plays the game. I like how he's done it so far, but then I just, I always appreciate good drafting. That's why I keep giving him shouts, shout outs here. Um, Kill your
1: video and turn it back on. You froze on me. I don't want to look at your weird face like that. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. All right. Now, still your weird face. Yeah. Maybe
0: we'll post this with the video, like find a way, like put it on YouTube or something too. Um, We're
1: coming up on. We don't want to go too, too long. Do you want to go through predictions? For no, two more next- trades.
0: We'll just talk real quick. Stafford for a first. Billy versus Ben. 22 um, first.
1: I get what... I, I think it's an overpay for Stafford, but I understand it. I, I've done the same thing. You need somebody in the spot start. Wentz is out. Like, I... I or no, for Heineke. No,
0: it no, for Stafford he- for a first. The Heineke one we, was last week we talked about. Billy made two trades. Oh,
1: Ben gets a first for Stafford. Uh, why, if he got Heineke?
0: Well, I mean, because Stafford's better than Heineke, and Heineke's only starting um, while well, what's his face is hurt for. But he has what's
1: his face. He has Wentz.
0: Yeah.
1: What? Why need a spot start when he'll make the playoffs without? Him? I don't get it. I think it's overpaid by Billy. I think Billy's falling apart because he's getting cocky. I think the Zamir White trade was dumb, and that, I don't Zemir-White like that. Zamir White trade was, trade was
0: dumb but this but and this I think, is an, no stafford stafford was top 5 quarterback last year Stafford's still not old they've they've invested so much in him stafford's going to be starting quarterback for 5 years i think stafford's worth a late first especially if he if this is his window you know billy admitted it in the group me saying this is his window um you know so thirty four. i I, I think it's fair i think it's win win both ways yeah
1: i get it i know billy wants to try to get one because he knows he's got to get him in now so I get it. I I like it. I think Ben's good to get that back. Um, last trade, Akers for Ellinger. I don't understand why there was so much hate on this. Maybe you can tell me.
0: Um, was there so much hate on it? <laughs> I think yeah, people I, feel like- I think people just saw that someone gets picked up and traded in a matter of a couple hours, but that, that's just how, how it goes. I mean, he's a starting quarterback. It doesn't matter when he got picked up, his value's there, you know. So I I, I, people just, it's like when I picked up, uh but uh, you know, in this off season, I picked up Jordan Love. I picked up a couple guys that were cut and then I flipped them later on. It doesn't matter if you got them as a free agent. I don't hate on it at all. I think well, I it's was, good. For for both sides, you need a quarterback and Cam Aker, Akers, Acres, you could ride off, but he's for Kenny, he's worth the upside if you're rebuilding, you know.
1: So he's got upside, he's gonna get traded. He goes to Baltimore, Carolina, whatever. Maybe he could be great, maybe he turns out trash. Ellinger, the idea is he'll start a few games, they'll put in Nick Foles or he'll be out of the league. They both have limited upside, but there is upside. I had I was in negotiations. I looked at waiver wire with everyone at the top of the waiver and said, trade for Ellinger, and then I'll I'll make a trade with you. I had trades worked out. Before the the waiver wire completed, I uh, I I I think people are higher on Cam Akers. I've I think I'm lower than most because I've I wasted draft capital on him. I loved him coming out of college, and he's just disappointed. But Sam Elliott probably starts a few games, and then he's maybe makes it through the year, and that's it. But he was fun to watch at Texas. He won games. Who knows? Maybe one, maybe he's one good. time
0: he was being talked about as a potential first round pick after like his junior year and whatnot. So. And I loved acres too. I thought acres, you know, at Florida state was reminiscent of Dalvin cook at Florida state. So I'll tell you the
1: reason I did it is because when we get into next week, and this is a good segue is I play Griffey next week, five and two versus four and three. If I win, I'm now in the driver's seat for the playoffs. If he wins, things got to happen for me. This is a, a humongous game. And Mahomes is out. So I need a spot start. It it doesn't matter. I had a deal for Gino, but it would have killed Ben. And then you would have had a top three pick. So <laughs> the only reason I didn't do it was to bully <coughs> you. Sorry, bro. Well, fuck you too. Um, um it's a one-week start though. I got carr and Mahomes, and they let's both talk, already had. The let's pot. talk
0: about that game last since it's game of the week and we got limited time here. Probably about 10 minutes left. Um, this is gonna be a long ass podcast, so uh, but whatever. We'll so we'll go down the list, make your predictions about all of them. Um with that one last i'll jump in here too
1: um all right i think we can agree kenny versus kevin we all take kevin
0: uh let me see if anyone's on by i I don't even need to see that yes we take. does not
1: matter (laughs) we all know um i think another one we go tyler versus teddy we're all gonna take teddy doesn't matter
0: i was favored by teddy more than tyler is and teddy beat me so you, you never know this is what teddy does teddy is the giant slayer always has been always will be He'll win, he'll win four games and they'll be against the four top teams. And uh, and then it'll bone him out of a draft spot, and he will always be in that same, you know, fifth pick overall with a roster that loses to all the other bad teams. So next one,
1: Ben and Andrew. Dumpster bowl. But Andrew's record is somehow three and four. Um, so maybe that's a compromise we'll discuss in the offseason. Don't we won't talk about it now, but a combination of record and ideal points because Andrew is 11th in ideal points, but he's three and four somehow. So there's wins got to meet something. Um, but I'm still like going to take Andrew. I'm going to take Andrew over Ben. I think Andrew goes to 500 on the year. Ben just doesn't have anybody. Um, now Billy. Yeah.
0: Well, ben, ben needs to sub in a running back. Zeke is projected zero. Is he not playing?
1: Um, uh, I show 11. He's projected now, but. Let's do, uh, in the essence of time, you got to go get your hair did. (laughs) We've got Keenan and Billy, 138 to 149. They might be, other than you. Your champion
0: against the people's champion.
1: The two highest scoring besides you, projection-wise. I I think it's one of those things, it depends. You, You would say you put the money on Billy, but who knows? Like Jalen Hurts could go off for 40. Who knows? So I'll take Billy if I had to put my money on it. But you, you um, also
0: have to look at all the cues on Billy's roster. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, James Conner. If those guys aren't playing, Keenan's winning that game. If all four of them yeah. are out.
1: And if the crazy thing, if, if Keenan loses, Keenan will now be what? The fourth highest scoring team, not far behind you. At four and four, and Andrew will be the eleventh highest scoring team at four and four. <laughs> um, so Dude, that's fantasy,
0: man. That's fantasy.
1: Yeah, that's fantasy, and Reva McIntyre's fantasy. <laughs> um, and then game of the week, just like last week. Last Are, week, I think was uh, was somewhat saying? of a a crazy one. Me and me and David. You for skipped mine. You think scores. I'm gonna beat David? Uh, yeah, you're gonna beat him by fifty. Sorry, I'm David. projected David, by I think, 58. So closer than I, the
0: experts think.
1: <laughs> I think David's going to be four and four, and he's closer to Andrew than he is to Keenan. Um, it's in the future. Um, I think that's why he's kind of in that purgatory. And then game of the week, Grippy Sam. Grippy wins. He's six and two, and he's now tied with Tyler. He's now tied. Well, Billy may win, but he's now tied with you and Tyler, and we've got a clear four for the playoffs. He loses. We're both five and three, you know, we, we've kind of got a thing going. So it's a huge game either way. I have a lot more to lose. Um, I still need to set my lineup. So projections aren't telling you much, but I would say even after I do projections show Griffey, what, what's your pick there? You go first.
0: Right now projections only have him by 17. Now who, who are you subbing in? Let's see what, what's projected. Um, and who else is out for you? Let's
1: Kicker's look. out. I and mean, you'll pick up a kicker.
0: I, honestly, you will have the projection after you sub those guys in. You will probably be projected to win. But it's going to be so close for the projection. And honestly, this is a game that, that might be worth picking up a head coach for. Yep. <clears throat> uh, head coach, you know, if you think a team's going to win, that gets you up to six points. It. I, I've no. been rolling the dice with head coaches all year. I normally don't until playoffs. I always do in playoffs. But – I'm surprised little head coach activity, but gun to my head, I'd say the better team is Jonathan. I think his team just roster top to bottom. And that's not just looking at matchup. That's not looking at matchups. That's just top to bottom. But I'm going to say this week, I'm going to pick you. You were my, you were my bold prediction last year to go into, to make the playoffs. Um, I'm sticking with it. I think um, you got a lot of cues on, on as well. But I think once you sub in some people, maybe pick up a head coach, your receivers, man, Swift is back. That's really going to help you. I think he's going to jump right back into it. I'm on Ross St. Brown's finally healthy and Griffey starting Latavius Murray and Andy Dalton, D-
1: Diggsboro, um, Hawkinson all he's really got the advantage on, but with uh, Jamar three, Chase,
0: it's hard to yep, not give yeah. him an advantage, even though it's putting, this is checking the check marks going towards Tyree Hill. Jamar Chase is Back to back, like twenty-five point games or something.
1: I'll tell you this: I don't think I was game of the week last week. I've been game of the week two or three times. Lost all of them. Lose in the first round of the playoffs. I can't perform under the lights. So (laughs) I, uh, I'm gonna pick Griffey in this one. Um, Sam is the
0: rare college game day host who's there at the home front of the home crowd. Who's like, it's the game's like in Athens. It's someone from UGA, you know, or something. Then he picks the away team. That that. What are you doing here? Picking against yourself?
1: I'm an honest man. All right, we'll wrap it up now. I got two questions for you. Let's actually, I got I got one question for you.
0: Let's hear
1: um, it. Who is your pick to win it all this year? And I think you're the favorite, so you probably got to pick yourself.
0: I'm, of course, I'm picking myself. I'm the person who's who's in who's in Atlanta. Who went to Georgia Tech? Who's picking the Jackets?
1: All right. Now, next question next year in the year after who's the most likely to back-to-back in the next two years uh, is that you again
0: of course it's me. Give, me give me a question that does that you know outside of me because besides yes, you i mean this my, year my, and the next my two years depth my depth is there i have the combination of youth and um draft capital and veterans you know like when Derek Henry inevitably hits a cliff. Travis Etienne is, you know, he's already my number four back. He's passing Leonard Fournette, you know, into my. All right. <laughs> so so like,
1: tell me this besides you this year is question one. And then besides you over the next two years, who do you think is most likely?
0: Okay. Besides me this year is it's gotta be Billy. He's gotta be the third runner. Billy stays healthy. I mean, look at his scoring and, and yeah. Tyler, if he could pick his right, right lineups, he'd be scoring more than Billy. But uh, Tyler has a little more depth than Billy, so it's hard to pick against Tyler. But I just think Billy's roster top to bottom is so strong that um, he's, he's you know, the other one I pick. But for a three-year outlook, most likely to repeat, um, besides myself, I'm going to say – Tyler. Hold on. I'm looking. Well, no, Kelsey's going to get old. Kelsey is. You never know with McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's health. Be Aaron hurt. Jones is older, but he's got Herbert, A.J. Brown, Higgins. You know, Josh Jacobs is coming out of nowhere. Tyler's got some, but I, I think Griffey does. Burrow, Jamar Chase, DK too. Metcalf. Metcalf.
1: Uh, Diggs, he just needs
0: a running back. Cordero Hopkinson, Patterson's his top running back, but he's going to age out. Wondell Robinson's a top guy,
1: but he's he's got picks, I think, Let's look. Let's see. Grivy. He's got a first this year, a second next year, a first, second, third next year. And All he's got the rights hit- to
0: swap with Keenan for his second this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Jonathan, and in the way he's done it the right way, I think if he trades for a running back in there too, I think he should do that this year, to be honest. I'm not just saying that because I want to move a running back because I got six good ones, but I think he could use some – another running back on his team yeah um but yeah that's my answer Who, who's i like your answer to your same question
1: um i'm gonna go keaton i mean hurts is getting better jones is getting better chubb whatever he'll fall off a cliff eventually kamara eventually will get better boyd's still young McLaurin's young yeah you kamara is
0: eventually gonna get better Who? Who? Kamara, Alvin uh, Camara's No, dead, no, he he's old, but
1: you know the running backs are easy, more easily replaced. Scary Terry, Kyle Pitts. I I think well, he's kind of week after that. Traylon Bur- Burks could be good.
0: I think I don't David, know David. If I remember correctly, David had a story about trying to tackle Alvin Kamara or something. I don't know, David. Yeah. You can put that in the group me.
1: I don't know. I mean, I uh. I kind of like David's team. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll recap next week. Um, I want to sign off with the tagline: Everybody liking, following Spotify. Uh, suck it, buoy. James, can I get a suck it, buoy? Suck it, buoy. We'll have you on as a guest host so you can suck it live on camera. Anyway, um, sorry. We on went Google, so and
0: it'll be on Google videos for everyone.
1: It's <laughs> going on YouTube. We're gonna get banned and flagged. Zuckerberg's gonna kill me in the metaverse. Um, All right, that went way too long, but uh, definitely way, way better than Andrew's bullshit last week with quality internet connection.
0: At least an hour. So, all right, one more, one more. Suck it, Bowie.
1: Suck it, Bowie.